Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. Matt, Jenny, so good to see you. We're back all together in the Somebody's Indigo basement. Somebody's nose is bleeding because he didn't say, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. Don't want to mess with the time continuum and not say the thing I always say. <laughs> uh, we are here all together in the Indigo basement, ready to talk about an album that really our whole lives have been heading towards. Oh, I mean, I guess that it is true. Yes. <laughs> Don't like to think about that. That's right. We got babies <laughs> hanging out upstairs. Throughout this episode, my daughter making guest appearances. <laughs> you may hear her making noises. You might hear sweet, sweet cries. You might hear wonderful sounds. You might hear what sounds like a cacophony of rolling, maybe a duck singing a song about ducks. It's a feature, not a bug. Just be aware of that. <laughs> right, this, I agree. This is a feature of this episode. That's right. And possibly the next episode. <laughs> possibly the next one to record. That's right. We are talking about Lollipop Luskill and their album, My So-Called Knife. My oh my. My eyes rolled so hard when I read that the first time. Uh, won't be the last time you guys oh, roll Matt. this episode. <laughs> Actually, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna advise you to protect your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> You should all be wearing put, put protective your, glasses. Put your eye levelers in. <laughs> yeah, we all should have gone to Home Depot, bought some of those shrapnel glasses because we might need them. Um, but before we get to that, we do got Dugat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We got a case of the Dugats. We got a case of the Dugats, and we have some things to talk about. First and foremost, this live show we got coming up, you live guys. Live show. It's live. Roach Coach Live at Snow Day 2019, January 20th at noon at Go Comedy in Ferndale. We'll be doing a whole app right in front of y'all, all about Taproot and their album Welcome. It's going to be a new metal brunch. Jenny, what you having for your new metal brunch? Possibly a mimosa. Possibly... Uh, I don't know. An egg McMuffin. Ooh, okay. I, I don't know. Right. I might. I might chew loudly through the whole episode yeah that'd be great i recently saw a ad that was literally for chocolate milk it was just chocolate milk it's great and then it had a bunch mm -hmm. of children and adults all drinking chocolate milk including a basketball player which was he was literally like playing basketball and he walked <laughs> off the court and he drank our chocolate milk and i was like no <laughs> I love chocolate milk, <laughs> but I can't imagine a worse thing to have after doing some lineups. No, nothing I love better after hard physical labor than a cool chug of chocolate milk. Oh my god! Gross. Oh, oh man. Also, I think we we this is an idea that we had rolling around, and we just forgot to mention it. It's a new thing. It's called the Twisted Two Hundo. The Hundo Never Dundo. Hundo Never Dundo. It's never done. <laughs> so the feedback on our ICP episode, which we're not going to talk about in this who's tweeting today. It's probably in like three weeks. <laughs> but um, Seven weeks from now. Seven weeks from now, we'll talk about the feedback from that episode. But it has been overwhelmingly positive. People were very excited. And someone said, you know, what is the next milestone? And it only felt right. To, to keep it to the family, keep it in the family, but also keep it in the hundreds. So 
at 200 reviews on iTunes, we will do an album by the by the what are they? Are they a band? It's two dudes. It's two dudes. <laughs> I think. I said that with authority. I don't really know. I think you're right. <laughs> I only know Jamie Madrox. Okay. We will do a Twisted album at 200. So it's the Twisted 2 Hundo, the Hundo Never Dundo. We have to say that every single time. Hundo Never Dundo. <laughs> Hundo Never, never Dundo. And uh, yeah, and uh, we will do a Twisted uh, epi- episode. Do we know which record we're going to do? I think We have until Ronan graduates high school to figure that out. We do. Because it's going to take 10 yes. years. Ronan's going to graduate high school. Uh, Rosemary will be working on applications right. for college. It'll be real casual. Very casual. Just a casual, you know, meander up to 200 reviews on iTunes. But yeah, if you want us to do... Do do you have the Twisted discography in front of you, Matt? You know, I can pull that up pretty quickly. Okay. Um, Because I believe they have one that may actually have a new metal tag. Oh. Hello. Here's the Twisted Wikipedia page. All right. So Twisted have 11 studio albums, 10 compilation albums. Congrats. 10 EPs. Congrats. Um, I had no idea that they were the members of House of Crazies. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Sorry. Well, they are a member of the House of Crazies. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks like for their first um, eight albums, they were on Psychopathic. This, is an ep- this episode is not about Twisted. We're just like <laughs> researching it right now. Let me see here. Okay, I found it. So... The album is called Freak Show. Two E's in Freak. The genre tags are horrorcore, hardcore hip hop, rap rock. All right. The All right. album cover has apparently both of the gentlemen's faces stitched together mm. as if they were cut in half and then stitched back together. Just like that Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. It's uh, haunting. And I guess if we get 200 reviews on iTunes, we'll talk about it more in depth. All right. Okay. Also, we got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So to start off, we got a tweet from Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. K. Fresh? And he said, OMG, I woke up today with Funky Ken stuck in my head. <laughs> what have you done, Matt? What Somebody done? order something funky. That's, that's <laughs> a terrible thing to wake up what to. What a thing to wake up oh, to. I'm so sorry, K. Fresh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's not a terrible thing to wake up to. No, that's pretty bad. I would feel like weird. a beep, 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 turn it up. Did somebody order something <laughs> funky? Oh, no. Maybe, maybe, Kelly, maybe you need a new cell phone. New year, new cell phone plan. Maybe mm. that's why. Perhaps you are interested in T-Mobile. There you go. My God. There you go. We also got feedback on the Loud Rocks episode. Mr. Loud Rocks. Mr. Loud Rocks himself. We got an email from Seamus Turner Glennon. Uh, he said, hello, Roach Riders and Indigo Angels. I'm the man who has in the past contacted you under the name Ricky Danger. <gasps> Ricky Danger. <laughs> Ricky Danger revealed. Yeah. Today, I have several more albums to suggest to you guys. Apologize for Nothing by Bobaflex. The line, Thin Line Emotions by Unjust, A Search for Reason by Kilgore, Doubt the Dosage by Addiction Crew, <laughs> Love the Name, and No One by None. Oh, by, by No One. 
No one by no one. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, reading why. That's okay. God bless y'all. Know that you aren't alone in your previous misconceptions about the origin of the Cottonmouth King's name. Thank you. Thank you. I did a quick bit of research on all these bands that he suggested. Addiction Crew. We are going to fucking do on this I, show. How could you not? What is a name like that? It's Bananas. Thank you so much, Seamus, a.k.a. Ricky Danger. Over on Facebook, Ben Resky says, I'm with the 40-year-old dad who sent the letter. Downset is probably a papa. Further investigation should be had. This coming from a fellow 40-year-old dad. Love a 40-year-old dad. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, Jake says, I love this month so fucking much. All caps. And then he says, you're bad enough on your own, Mark McGrath. <laughs> Another great quote from you, Jenny. Oh, yeah. I forgot I said that. <laughs> Another when classic, I read it, I was like, yep. <laughs> Another classic Jenny Bloober forget quote. <laughs> oh, I don't remember anything. No. I walk out that door and it's like I got men in black. Just like, <laughs> it's gone. You, knowing you're lucky, you will get famous. You'll be in movies. People will come up to you and quote lines from your movies. And you'll be like, what are these people saying to me? And Mitch will be like, it's that movie you were in. Remember? And you're like, I was in a movie. Ah, I don't remember. I don't have enough room in my brain to remember things. <laughs> Uh, Jax Lawson said, first time I've ever thought that Crazy Town song is way better than the Rage Against the Machine song, but there should legit be a graphic novel series based on the comic backstory. I mean, how much more Mr. Loudrocks can this world handle? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Elric says, most of these sound less like collabs, <laughs> collabs, and collabs. <laughs> most of these are collabs. <laughs> and more like remixes that would appear on singles. That MOP, is that Vig? Vig, yeah. Song is like if somebody blasted MOP while playing Sonic Adventure. I'm All of these things, I'm just saying the words. None of them are making any sense to me. <laughs> the Seven Dust one is the only track that sounds put together. This Papa Smurf needs to get smurfed. Mm, there it is. Garrett Fuller said, Back in the day, I used to blow the minds of so-called Incubus fans by playing that big pun, Still Not a Player remix. Still a banger. Great episode. I'm <laughs> glad somebody likes that song. <laughs> uh, Ronnie Neely says, Whew, Glad to hear you guys' take on the Static X reunion. Considered sending it to you when it posted, but I figured you'd see it anyways. I actually found your podcast searching for Static X stuff a few months ago. Nice to hear I'm not the only one who has a bad feeling about the reunion. Wayne said that Tony treated him pretty badly toward the end, so it's kind of meh seeing it happen. All the response online seems to be positive, so again, it was nice to hear others who agree with me. Not like the songs they showcase aren't great, and then I'll likely be buying the album. Did you guys happen to read Tony's response to the situation? So I did read this. And basically, Tony said, basically, Tony sort of elaborated on his relationship with Wayne near the end of Wayne's life. And from Tony's point of view, you know, Wayne was very deep into drugs. He was very deep into a lot of like people who were just sort of yes manning him and putting him out. Um, the article goes into like a lot of deep business dealings, apparently, with you know, uh, Tony sort of leaving the band, Wayne deciding to go solo, and then Wayne later deciding to reach out to them being like, hey, I'm going to do like a, a show where I play all of Wisconsin. And they were like, okay, that's fine. And then I guess he went out and was like, oh yeah, this is also Static X. And they were like, mm, we're not really on board with that. That's not really, it's you solo. And there was some bad blood on that regard, but then he died. So mm. it does leave it in this weird gray area. And I can see... 
people looking at it. I mean, certainly that's our view is it seems kind of craven and the timing is weird. Um, But at the same time, I mean, we do know how Wayne died and we do know that he was in a rough place. So that's not completely unsubstantiated. It's messy all around. It's a very messy situation. Um, I mean, I just don't know how they're going to tour it. That's the part that's really baffling to me. Well, time will tell. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled to that machine shop schedule because that's where they're going to go. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Or Harpo's. Machine shop. I hope it's the machine shop. Yeah. Great place. We love it. Uh, Mike Newton said, uh, I remember picking up this album when new metal was brand new to me. It sounded like something that should be in my collection based on appearances. I was blown away by this half the time. Endo Exhibit, Incubus, Big Pun, Static X, Dead Prez, Mob Deep, Sick of It All, uh, SOAD, Wu-Tang, all killed it. All the rest could have been shelved as B-sides to an album of whoever was playing on it. But looking at it now, how the collaboration is set up, it is like a judgment night for a new generation, although it didn't even have as close of an impact. But it was a fun album. Sometimes I put it on on a Friday night when going out with the boys. It was a good party album and nothing more. Thanks for reviewing this. Really hit the nostalgia sweet spot. Sometimes you got to have that album when you're going out with the boys. Oh, yeah. Do you have what do you listen to when you're going out with the boys on a Friday night? No shit. Back in the <laughs> Matt was Matt, right. No shit. Yes, Matt. Back in the day, NoFX's Punk and Drublick was on repeat when the boys was out to play. When I was in college, we used to listen to um, Wu-Tang the W all the time, but like only like four songs. Just Gravel Pit? No, Gravel Pit, The Jump Off, and um, MC Conditioner. Uh, We used to listen to MC Conditioner way too much for a song that was recorded over a prison voicemail. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, not to be, and I think also it's important to point out this is not to be confused with music you listen to to get ready. That's different. Right. Nobody's nobody's put that out. Jenny, did you have a a soundtrack for when you're going out with the boys? Uh, I can't. AKA the girls. Uh. Well, no, they're they're I hang out with men and women. Oh, okay. (laughs) I know it's weird, but (laughs) I don't know what. (laughs) It's not just you guys. What? Nah, can't be. I have male friends. Um, Uh. -uh. Jeez, I don't know. I can't. I can't really recall. I do recall uh, there was a period of time when I would listen to. I think it was Ti King quite a bit. Ooh. <laughs> when I'd go out with two of my specific dude friends, we'd drive around drinking rum and coke, which was a bad thing. <laughs> but we did it, and it was around when that Ti album came out, and we just listened to that. All right, is that so. the one with Rubber Band Man on it? Yes, slapper. <laughs> slapper. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Mike says that Incubus track played too many times at loud volume out of my dorm room speakers. P.S. Please tell me these are all teases till you finally do spawn. We cannot tell you that. Yeah, we can't tell you that. So we don't really have this feature, but every now and again, it's like best comment of the month or best comment of the week. And that comes to us from Stephen Tilbury. Holy fucking shit. This album is fucking shit. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Steven. All right. Over on Twitter, we hear again from Kelly K. Fresh, for a.k.a. 1B Kelly. At K. Fresh is the word. Mr. Loud Rocks is literally something for your ear hole. You guys are knocking it out of the park with these compilations month. I love it. Is Wes Borland invited to Jenny's wedding? Um, I can't think of something that Wes Borland would 
rather do less <laughs> than come to my wedding. <laughs> but if he if he wants to, you know, <laughs> feel free. He's he's welcome. If he's free, come on by. Uh, haunted baby gorilla at Corpse and TV on Twitter said, "Fart noises are new metal." Roach coach. And I replied back under the Roach Coach Twitter, all caps, too wet. That's where I stand by it. <laughs> too wet. The fart noises on this album were too wet. Perhaps there are fart noises on other new metal albums that I will allow. You got to, you got to, listen, if it sounds like there's like, you know, some shrapnel or something coming off of that fart, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jackie slash Climax at, Turn tech catfish that's holy shit i wasn't ready for roach coach episode 127 never talk about this sound this song again sounds like a good idea l m f a o i struggle to read <laughs> everybody <It's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> i was really good at accelerated reader when i was a kid yeah. but it's no. all it's all gone to you shit. started doing a new metal podcast and it's just like <laughs> yeah i get dumber every show we do <laughs> Over on Instagram, Eric Burt Audio said, somehow I made it through my youth having never known this existed, and I'm grateful for that. Also, given the Seven Dust talk, I would absolutely recommend Seven Dust's third album, Animosity. It's all killer, no filler, and they took the songwriting and production up several notches. I still think it's tied for their best record all these years later. If you don't induct anything from that record, it, it question the credibility of the whole canon. Whoa. Wow. Not really, but seriously, check it out. Eric, Seven Dust is a very contentious band on this show. Yes, it is. To come in here and say, you guys, I know I know two records haven't done it. Third time's the charm on the old 7D. I mean, why not? Why not? But man, oh man, what a challenge. Okay. S. Terry 330. Holy shit. This was worse than I remembered it. LOL. <laughs> yeah. And finally, you want to read this one, Jenny? Uh, I'm actually not seeing it. So Fair enough. No. Okay. <laughs> C. Dowden 5 said, This album was my audio junk food for a long, for a time so long ago. Upon further review, it remains audio junk food, and I shall continue to bury my shame in liking it. Keeping it 100. Always keep it 100. 100. I will. Keep on saying hello. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com, and you might hear your comment read. During our feature, Who's Tweeting? Who's Tweeting? And now it's time for the album of the week. My So-Called Knife by Lollipop Lustkill. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album came out in May of 2002. The specific date, I do not know. Unknown. Um, yeah, all of the online stuff just tells you May. During May of 2002. Sometime. Sometime you were, it came like a thief in the night. You were walking down the street, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the street, lay the CD. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to graduate high school. What's going to happen?" And then my so-called knife just appeared. Just showed up. Let's talk quickly about this album art. Looks like an evil baby, evil child. You know, is is that the this hallway from The Shining? It's got like a shining slash village of the damned mm. vibe going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a scary blonde baby. Yeah. 
Sort of looks like uh, that kid that played Gage in Pet Cemetery. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. No fair, Daddy. No fair. No fair. No fair. Oh, so creepy. Oh man. Good luck with that remake, you guys. I you got to top that kid. I don't know. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Um, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, much speculation was made as to whom the child featured on the album cover was, as the boy's identity was a closely guarded secret. It was eventually revealed that the boy was, in fact, one of the sons of the guitarist, Pill. Jenny, who's in Lollipop Luskill? Oh, my God. All right. We've got Evie Petter, a.k.a. Tom Redrup on vocals. We got Pill, a.k.a. Dr. Distorto, a.k.a. Gary Reddick on guitar. Dead Greg, a.k.a. Greg Dillabaugh on guitar. We got D Human, aka Dan Nichols on bass, Killer K, aka Keith Sunday on keyboards, and Nitz, aka Arsenic, aka Chris Tesh on drums. Got enough AKAs in there for you, Matt? Uh, well, we would have to consult the AKA master, that is Kelly K Fresh. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. To see if they have enough. I feel like these guys were all in competition with him. They were just like, how many names do you have? We need more names. We need. Really, really holding on to all, all of them. <laughs> hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Uh, listen, I can't call you Tom anymore. Okay. I got to tell you something crazy. Yeah. You got a different name I can call you? Um, I don't know. Butt boy. <sighs> Keep working on it. Um, Evie, 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 Petter. Evie, oh, Evie, perfect. Evie, that Evie makes Evie me uncomfortable. <laughs> that makes me really uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Oh, by the way, call me Dr. Distorto. No, no, no. Don't call me that. Call me Pill. Call me Dr. Distorto. Thank you very much. Um, I kind of jumped over this. Uh, Jenny, any history with Lollipop Luskill? Uh, I'd heard of them. I don't know how. I don't know why. I know that I've heard of them before this. Um, but that is it. No, I guess. Uh, how about you? Never heard of these guys. Matt? Oh, I don't know how this album cruised off of my radar. But yeah, never heard of these dudes. Uh, they're from Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, not oh. far. We could drive down and visit them, though. We, they're probably still there. They're, maybe. <laughs> Their history is crazy. Um, they were originally called Candy Killers, and the name Lollipop Luskill was derived partly from a desire by the original members to incorporate a sugar-coated, tongue-in-cheek feel to the band's name, with the Luskill portion inspired randomly from a description of serial killer. John Wayne Gacy in the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers as a lust killer read aloud one evening by Petter to the rest of the band, Lollipop Lustkill was born. Were they playing popcorn with the Encyclopedia of Serial Killers? They must have been. I like the oh, idea. Oh, God, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you threw the book at me. Popcorn. Matt. <laughs> okay. Lollipop Lustkill. Uh, So a couple other bits of info about this band. Uh, They played their first show at the popular Toledo, Ohio haunt Frankie's with a band, a band named Toilet. Okay. (laughs) Oh, what a double bill. (sighs) Toilet and Lollipop Luskill. Who's got that ticket stub? You got that ticket stub. Yeah. Send us us a pic. At Roach Coach. (laughs) They would continue to play in and around Toledo, establishing a rabid and loyal fan pace colloquially known as the lollipop guild hey that's good that's good that's That's legit good play it if it works it works yeah man 
Um, they were finalists in Toledo WBUZ Radio's Buzz Band Showdown, earning them a spot uh, on uh, on the their local artist CD, and opened a radio showcase concert, Buzzfest '98, with another Toledo-based band, Sugar Buzz. Keep it together, Sugar Buzz. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What should we call ourselves? Buzz Band. We'll just call ourselves Sugar Buzz. Also. I, I'm getting cavities. Lollipop, let's kill sugar buzz. Toledo, what is going on? <laughs> is, the, is there a toilet? Just get a band name like Salad or something. That's all I'm asking. Wow. Just get some fiber in there. Something. Um, other bands on the bill at BuzzFest 98. Um, let me just tell you, you guys are going to be pissed you weren't at this. Kid Rock, Seven Dust, Candlebox, <laughs> Caroline Spine. Fuel and Stabbing Westward. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. Caroline's Spine. Is that? There's no hyperlink for it. It leads me to believe that Caroline's Spine first and last show was at BuzzFeed BuzzFest 98. Oh, shit. Oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here's Caroline's Spine with their number one played song, Sullivan. I mean, what a buzz band. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was kind of bracing myself for worse than that. This is from the album that was like out in 99, 98. What's this song called? Attention, please. (laughs) Well, at least you're direct. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm getting getting, um, hard incubus vibes. vibes. Yeah, that sounds like 1998. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this slots in well in between Candlebox, Fuel, and Stabbing Westward. Yeah. Jenny, who's the producer on this uh, Lollipop Let's Kill record? That would be Sylvia Massey. Sylvia Massey. That's a name we haven't heard in a while. It is uh, a name of a lady... (laughs) God damn it. Yep. I'm so out of it You're right doing now. great. <laughs> well, that's uh, a name that we haven't heard in a while. Perhaps ever. Uh, no, uh, oh, Sylvia Massey. We've heard of her. Yeah. She uh, most famously uh, produced Tools Undertow. Uh, she also has worked with System of a Down. Um, and I know she did another band that we've done. Oh, The Deadlights. She produced The Deadlights record. And she also worked on Power Man 5000. Tonight the Stars Revolt. Yeah. So she's uh she's worked on a lot of stuff. Um I'm curious as we dive into this, what Sylvia thought of some of these lyrics. If I, she I have questions, feedback. but you know, we are really dragging our feet to listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> we are. So let's get into it. Right. Um the first track is an intro track called The Open Door. It goes right into black all over. All right, do I really need to listen to any of this? It sets a mood. Where we want a mood, we need the mood. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's enough mode. start gives me hard white zombie rob zombie vibe yeah i'm getting manson i'm hearing orgy and i'm also hearing friend of the show as dope in the vocal as well and i can see i can see pretty much all of that Mm -hmm. funny it's like that type of riff isn't a chug baby that's a riff it's a riff it's, it's a got lick. A little, it's got a little bit of crunch. They do some crunch in the mid part, but yeah, it's definitely and it's like it's really in the pocket in a tighter way than I think we're normally used to with a lot of these. Jenny, or, uh, no, did you have something? Oh, else? I said that's kind of shocking too for two thousand two. This is, that does not sound like a two thousand two sound. No, this uh, well, it, this was released uh, according to the Wikipedia. This Wikipedia is a mess because it says this album came out in June two thousand two. Either it was way. just some time it came out. It came out. We're listening to it so we can confirm that it did come out. Here's the thing. The album was met with lukewarm sales. Maybe because no <laughs> one knew it was out. <laughs> it's like, it's coming out. <laughs> it's, it's, it, check. Just like, get off my fucking nuts. <laughs> hey, Evie Petter. Hey, Evie Petter. <laughs> yeah? Is your album out? I don't know. Are you going to detach yourself from my swinging balls? It'll come out. Okay. God. I'm part of the guild. I need a new name. Uh, so songmeanings.com didn't have a lot to say about this one, but I did really enjoy Dust Bunny's comment. Um, it means screw you. Life ain't candy, butterflies, and roses. Sounds like a hardened, hardened take. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a strong start, and the song gets the job done. I w- it's not a pit activator by any means. But a strong statement of purpose. Yeah, and it definitely is like, okay, this uh, this album is moving. We are moving. Yeah, we, I, yeah, I definitely was like, I get the vibe. This is like a 98 situation for me. Um, yeah, just not surprising. When I saw who produced it, I was like, oh, that adds up. Mm. So that's the question. If they were in 98... Why did this come out in 2002? Um, they took their time. They took their time. <laughs> they were honing their craft. Uh, no, they had an EP in 97 called Candy Canes and Razor Blades. Then they put out an independent release in 2000 on mp3.com called Motel Murder Madness. Because who doesn't love a little alliteration? And then they basically re-recorded a lot of those songs um, for this album. Okay. Because that does sound like 98 to me. Like, that is mm-hmm. much more in the pocket of that time period. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Up next, we've got Like a Disease. Like a disease. 
This song is so much a guy wearing a trench coat being like, you don't know me, man. We'll go with I'm crazy. Get to this chorus. Treat me like a disease. You're trying to get rid of me. Are you trying to vaccinate against me, bro? Yeah, maybe because you're trying to kill me. Hey. Whatever, man. (laughs) Do you think we could, like, pass a law that any time a teenager gets grounded, you just hand them this record? (laughs) (laughs) Like, here, just, I have to give you this because you're in trouble. (laughs) Listen to Like a Disease. You're grounded. No, your punishment. No video games, <laughs> and you know what? All the only thing you can listen to is this compact disc. Here and don't go. worry because it will fit the mood. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh my God, Jenny, what'd you think of like a disease? Um, I felt like I know what I'm going to hear for the next. I won't spoil if it's respectful of our time or not, but X amount of minutes. Um, I did at this point go look and see how many songs are on this album. And I <laughs> scrolled a little further than I would have liked to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I went, woof. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not bad. I'm just like, so far, this is really not new metal. It's more of that like skulky, like, I'm a creepy boy. Like, it's like a creepy man. Like, I love serial killers. But why? Why do you treat me like a disease? Like, mm. I don't know. Mm. Because cause you're... Why don't you just come over to my place and watch Seven again? You're such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was another one where uh, the drop happened and I was like, okay, cool. Now we're in New Metal Land. And then they're like, no, sorry. We're in Manson. We're in Manson World. We're in Mansonville. We're in Manson World and we're going to do Spooky Hands while we do this chorus. <laughs> you know? Why you, you come to see my dinner? And then by the get, I, I thought the chorus honestly ruled, but it's not a new metal chorus. It's yeah. like, it's a Manson standing at a pulpit ripping pages out of the Bible move, you know? Um, he used to do that, right? I'm not making yes, that he did. up. Okay. All right. As I said that, I'm like, did he, he actually do that? He still does that. Oh, he I still mean, does that? That is his shtick. Like, he can't help himself. I feel like it's, like, meaningless now. Like, I feel like everyone's like, sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what freaks you norms out Well, now? he probably pulls it out and they're like, a book? <laughs> why don't you delete? Why don't you show us you deleting it off your Kindle? Yeah, get, get on our several level. Kindles. No, it's, he's got he's got a PowerPoint up, and it's just like his screen mirrored, and he's just like deleting the app, the Bible app. In his <gasps> Are you sure you want to delete this app off your phone? Yes. yes. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> the beautiful people. <laughs> no, no. Do, 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 do. I will mention um, fourteen comments on songmeanings.com. My favorite from commenter, Empty Rage. Great song. The vocals are smooth and flowing, which is a refreshing change from the coarse rasp of most modern metal bands. The song itself is self-explanatory, so no need to put a meaning. God fucking damn it, Empty Rage. <laughs> what do you think this website is? It's just, just flouting. Just like song meanings? No. Actually, no. I refuse. I just wanted to say something about this song. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine. I just, 
I don't know. Oh, there is another comment from your your boy Dust Bunny. Yeah. This is some this is some great song meanings passive aggressive action. This song so rules. Perfect song to dedicate to anyone you've dated or are dating that's giving you hell. Shots fired at Dust Bunny's significant other. I think Dust Bunny was going through something. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm curious to see whether or not they'll work it out as this album goes on. So up next, uh, we've got a song called Father. Oh, boy. Can you go to 140, Matt? Sure. Oh, God. I get it, but also... Some people, um, when they write their abuse songs, they put it as the last track, and it's a bit of a somber track. Or, uh, you know, but this is like, uh, I'm going to write a song about uh, being abused, and I'm going to make it a little catchy, a little poppy, and uh, I'm going to put it at track four. It's very bouncy. It's a very bouncy. It's the bounciest abuse track we've ever heard. Yeah, and you could take that chorus and like place it in any pop song mm-hmm. and it would work. Yeah. Uh, these guys can write a chorus. I think, yeah, I, I was impressed by that. It seemed um, that maybe their, their skill set versus their interests are at a cross purpose. Like, I feel like these guys could be like living in mansions, like writing pop hooks for like, you know, in sync or something. In sync, a band that still exists. Um, <laughs> Dude. But you know what I'm talking about. They, they retroactively yeah. made some of those hooks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do. I I can see. I feel like these are pretty well written songs. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just I can see like if you're into this type of thing. If I heard this when I was in like eighth ninth grade, I probably would have been very into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> And it's it's like it's one of those albums that it's like I'm listening to it. This is not bad. It sounds great. Yeah. Um I don't care for the like more like the smoother aspects of it, but it's fun, it's bouncy, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if it necess- like that was probably the close to a pit activator we've had so far. Yeah, I'd say so. Um I don't know if it carries it, but it it definitely would get people moving. Yeah. Yeah, they would move. They would move. Um, only one comment worth noting and songmeanings.com from commenter XXX Dark Iris XXS. Ah! 
That's the whole comic. Classic. Yeah. Very good. All right. Up next, we've got Knee Deep in the Dead. Been waiting for this one. You've been waiting for that moody boy, haven't you, Ben? Oh, yeah. The haunted house. <laughs> Hello, kitties. <laughs> Come on, everybody, let's go to the show. Murder is fun because my daddy told me so. Matt, did you just turn this off? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Whoa, All that right. that lyric broke me. <laughs> Wow. You didn't even get to the bad one. <laughs> there's worse lyrics, Matt. <laughs> Wait a minute. It gets worse lyrics. It gets worse. Murder is fun. It gets worse. It gets way worse. It gets so way worse. It gets way worse. Okay. <laughs> I was I, I, okay. Before you started up again, I was doing. I did a Christ Cow challenge on this. I was doing yard work. So so for new listeners, oh, yeah. a Christ Cow challenge is what? Three lessons. One over headphones, one over speakers, and one while doing a physical activity, be it working out or chores or something. So I was doing yard work, breaking some leaves, just so you know how long ago we listened to this album versus when we were recording this episode. <laughs> and uh, this song came on, and I put the rake down and texted Jenny, oh, shit, lollipop plus kill buckle up. And you said to me, okay, I'm going to wait to listen then for another and week. I did wait. <laughs> All right. Yeah, oh, we're gonna dive back in, but murder is fun because my daddy told me so. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take it back. Just a few seconds. Here we go. My daddy told me so. Grab a gun, grab a knife, even as we'll do. Punch him like a motherfucker, even rape a few. Wow. Wow. I got to tell you. Not good. This is, I'll just go to my notes. This is the most trying way too hard to be menacing and quote crazy song that I've heard in a while. Like this thing's like, where's the line? I'm going to push it over it because we're crazy because my name's Evie Petter. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Evie Petter and I'm a maniac. Yeah. Even uh, in the yeah. song meanings comments, uh-huh. people are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Naked and loving it said, even though most of LLK's lyrics are taken from B-level horror movies, I think this song can also have a social meaning, and I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But then somebody else said, uh, Pretty Lush 5446 said, LLK is sort of cheese, but I can't help but love them. So like, <laughs> I don't think they're fooling anybody. Good. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, and Fry Lord thirteen said perfect song to kill people to in twisted metal. So All right. I got worried when I was reading that comment. And I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. Oh, twisted metal. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah, this song is just so I don't know. It's just so dorky. It's it's a super tryhard. Grab a gun, grab a knife, even hands will do. Punch him like a motherfucker, and then he goes even rape a few. It's like, what? What is this? Sylvia's over there, just like the check cashed. Do what you want. <laughs> I don't care. I'm yeah. just worried about these knobs now. <laughs> yeah, and then honestly, the the line that made me chuckle the most is is this is a sin fix. What? Yeah, this is a sin. I gotta fix. get my sin fix. <laughs> I'm gonna covet my neighbor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bear false witness. <laughs> oh, Matt, did you dishonor your mother and father? I stole. <laughs> all right, those are all the sins I'm aware of. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up next, we have a song called Everything I. Did somebody order something funky and a little spooky? <laughs> Actually, we did order something spooky. It seems like when you cry, my codependent lullaby. Oh shit, the snake arms are out. Oh, snake arms. Is this turning into a Scott song? <laughs> I got very musical theater on this chorus. Or on this verse. Oh. Matt, if you can go to 215. 215, sure. Kind of a neat little sort of new metal drop in there. Credit where credit is due to my boys in LLK. Way Manson. Hard Manson. Ooh, like Mega Manson. Yeah. <laughs> extreme Mega Mansons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, do you have you watched that? <laughs> oh, I love Extreme Mega Mansons. Oh man. Such it's a just, good show. Just <laughs> HGN TV. Yeah. He just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Every week they're just like, Aren't you too big, Manson? And he's like, bigger. Bigger. <laughs> Bigger. That's all he can say because his muscles. His jowls. Yeah. yeah. There's, they're coming out with Manson versus Kong soon. So. Oh, man. Terry. He just does that creepy thing. <laughs> he's no still can... tearing pages out of Bibles, but he can. he's just flicking it with his finger. Because he's like, so strong. Yeah. He's huge. Manson yeah. crush. <laughs> That's right. They're redoing Rampage, and he's going to be one of the... Thing. Now that movie's gonna make some money. <laughs> yep. Uh, we good on everything? I <laughs> <laughs> do. We have any, Jenny? Do you have anything else to say about this? Song? I do not. All I'd right. like to go to the next song. Okay, which is uh, called all right. uh, "Sad Excuse for a Grip." You call that a grip? <laughs> hey, everybody! Look at this grip over here. <laughs> Slipping through 
Is this album fucking you up? Like, that's the only word I think. Like, is this album like fucking your shit up? Because you can. Dude, he <laughs> just said it's like a rubber ball in a rubber room. Uncatchable. <laughs> and, and you all just were just like, yeah, I've heard this three times. <laughs> I, yeah. Forgetting the first time you heard that. L- listen. I feel like he had I, this whole song to me. Is just that he had a bad game of racquetball. Okay, sad excuse for a grip. Oh, rubber ball, rubber uh, room, can't catch it. Racquetball incident. I love the idea. Hey, Evie. Yeah. Band practice was at two. I it's three. I am aware. Where were you? Get off my balls. No, no, seriously. <laughs> I had a fucked up racquetball game. If you need to know, Doctor Distorto. I do need to know. Okay, well, it was bad. I, I I dropped my racket, and the ball just kept going for infinity times, and I just couldn't catch it. All right. Well, you know what? To make it up to me, write a song about it. I will, but they, we have to make it spooky. Okay. Well, duh, we're fucking lollipop. <laughs> Let's kill. Get off my balls. Hey guys, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the pants. You know what character you're gonna play? Killer, 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 you, killer K. Killer K. Hey, killer K. Sounds like you had a sad excuse for a grip. <laughs> All right, I think you got a song title. All right, let's do it, boys. Oh man. Um. Well, we didn't even get to the okay, chorus. Let me get to the chorus. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. This is so about a bad <laughs> racquetball game. Delusions in your eyes. He's like, he's he went up against somebody that he thought he was going to smoke. You know? I mean, who's another Toledo? He's probably up against somebody from Caroline's Spine. He's like, hey, I saw you at BuzzFest. Let's play a little racquetball. They meet up. Smokes him. Just like demolishes him. Has anyone here ever actually played racquetball? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I feel like it's the thing it I looks see. like the hardest game. I see it in movies, but I've never s- played yeah. it. I don't even know where I would go. <laughs> like, I, yeah. L.A. Fitness. L.A. Fitness. L.A. Fitness. Yeah. Okay. Racquetball rooms there. All right, but uh, if you've ever played racquetball, let us know. Yeah. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. This has, I thought, a pretty good chorus. A nice new metal drop. I thought this one. I wrote in my notes. This one was kind of, kind of rules. I don't know. I was all right with this one. Compared to a lot of the other songs, it was more on like a new metal bent, I think. Mm. But I still, these lyrics are, they're tough. I mean, thanks for painting a clear picture <laughs> about what kind of ball and what kind of room, but. It is like a rubber ball being thrown by a strong man. At a 90 degree, degree angle. With a terminal <laughs> velocity reached. Uh, actually, the lo- the lyric that really caught my eye was near the end, uh, which is dead girls bloom in my garden of thought. Mm. Which I would, I don't know. You start with the rubber room and the rubber ball. So it's sort of like by the time we get to dead girls blooming in your garden of thought. Garden of thought. That's an interesting one. Your thoughts? It's 
garden of thoughts. I call it, I guess my thought garden. Thought I garden. cultivate these thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says something that, you know, all that's growing in his thought garden are dead girls. Dead, dead girls. So does that mean that they're alive again? Are they undead girls? Living dead girls. Well, if they're, <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they're growing dead, then, I mean, it's it's a bad grow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. All, All right, right, we lost it. Up next, perfect woman. <laughs> this is a list of a perfect woman. Number one, she's got to be a lady. <laughs> wow. All right. Number two, she's got to have eyes. <laughs> Mad. He's Number three, she's got to have legs. You know that, like oh, sorry. <laughs> They're doing a bad job right now. But the ladies. <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. So this is uh, a redone version of a song from Motel Murder Madness. Jenny. Uh, it's been a little bit <laughs> since we've had a song like this. Yeah. Well, I mean it's just the classic fucking a dead person. Uh usually women love killing women. Yeah. Um I'm tired. <laughs> Everybody knows what I think about this. It's for nothing. Yeah. It won't nothing will ever change. <laughs> it's Happy New Year. <laughs> um the weird thing for me was it has this lounge swing to it. It does. It and it also his voice has a real Bauhaus vibe at times. Yeah. I'm like, where did Peter Murphy come from? Yeah. And then we get into that screaming part, which, if you didn't make it out, I'll just read it to you real quick. I want to feel you while you are in your deathbed. You will taste my kiss as your eyes grow cold and dead. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's not a dead girl, right? That's just a girl who's passing over? (laughs) Look, I want (laughs) to fuck you into non-existence. What something that everyone wants to hear from a significant other. <laughs> the last thing you're gonna feel on this earth is okay. me disappointing you sexually. Yes, yes. I mean, someone did once write a song for me about making a death mask of me. That's right. So, Have you ever talked about that on the show? I don't know. No. You when you told me about, about this, I was, I think I just had my mouth open the whole time. I was just like, ah, 
Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate a little or do you just want to I uh many, many, many years ago, more than probably it was probably fourteen, maybe thirteen years ago. Yeah. Something like that. I, mm-hmm. I dated somebody uh in a metal band and they, they wrote a song for me and it was about making uh, wanting to make a death mask. And um it was thoughtful. <laughs> but <laughs> When he was done recording it, he was like, hey, sit down. We live together. He's like, sit down. Listen to this. Do you like it? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> but also, well, okay. So there was that. It was romantic at the time-ish. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just like, okay. And so. Yeah. And I looked up this song after you told me about it. And it seems that publicly he does not say that it's about you i don't know that he would yeah um so 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 if you google like jenny bloomer's song death mask nothing's gonna come up this dude this dude's covering his tracks yeah he's covering his tracks (laughs) i don't think he needs to cover his tracks but (laughs) okay uh we also broke up right before that album like came out came out and that song was like pretty popular on it so you had to play it all the time and i felt a little bad oh wow anywho I know what it's like to have a song like this written <laughs> about you. Uh, and, I mean, obviously he didn't kill me, so hopefully whoever the perfect woman is for Evie, uh, you know, mm-hmm. survives in the world. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's keep going. Uh, up next, we've got Bury You. another upbeat rocker yep. about chasing someone around a house with a kitchen knife because you've had it up to here with their mind games so you have to kill them that's the only option at that point as it goes as it goes i've had it with these mind games i guess i'm stabbing you i wrote in my notes this track crackles it moves but it is about killing a woman. I feel like their polish and songcraft is undone by their subject matter. And I know that makes me sound like a nerd dad. <laughs> but seriously, this has got a pop and a bounce to it. These guys have the skills. But it's this like, I mean, this song feels out of place in 2002, let alone 2018. Right. Yeah. Mm. No, Jenny. I think? mean, I. I <laughs> well, I mean, granted, you just did tell the story of the, <laughs> the mess that was made around the same time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that in, 
I guess I, I can't necessarily speak to a ton of newer, not new metal, but newer metal. But I mean, I think at that time, songs about killing women were pretty, pretty standard. I think it's just like, especially at that time, and even much past that, it, I think the idea is that it's just like it's not serious. Mm-hmm. It's so over the top and cartoonish and like scary, but like it's it's obviously not serious right. to them. Because mm-hmm. um, I certainly, I mean, I don't know. I didn't finish reading the wiki on these guys, <laughs> and I don't think any of them murdered anybody. No, but I think that that's the vibe I get from this. It is so cheesy and campy, and like I think like to them. They're like it's just like a it's just like a joke. Mm. I feel like it's too literal because I think about bands who traffic in a similar sort of creepy vibe, and who are much more successful, and it's much more in like a, a more cartoony way. Like think of Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's got some crazy imagery in his videos and songs, definitely, but it's never. Marilyn Manson, I don't think, has a single song that explicitly would say, like, I am literally chasing you with a kitchen knife. I'm literally going to do this. <laughs> no way. No. It's all like, yeah, it's all like just like creepy, you know, like unsettling without specifics. Or if he does have specifics in his lyrics, it's like it's all specific imagery that never can, comes to as something as simple as I'm literally coming at you with a kitchen knife. I'm literally going to stab you and kill you. And also, with this sound, it's once again, the sound, it's bouncy, it's poppy, it's attempting to be hooky, but it's about killing somebody. And I feel like it's at odds, like you want this to be popular. Here's the, the band that, uh, that your ex-boyfriend was in, they weren't aiming for like a stained or corn no. level popularity. They <laughs> no. were like in a metal niche. Yeah. That's not what I hear with these guys. You, this is This type of music... If you played this for probably those guys, they'd be like, what's this bubblegum shit? Right? That's what they would call music that didn't like yeah. bubblegum shit. Bubblegum shit. What is this? Bubblegum bubble shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing is like they're trying to like, they're, they want to be like crazy hardcore, but they also still have, they want to make like a pop song, a pop rock song. And it's not, I mean, once again, they dropped the album in May or June. We're not sure when. Get off my dick. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then people are just like, oh, this is too much. This is too much for too much for the one audience. And then the other audience, it's not enough. Right. I think that's a really good point. I think you're spot on with that. Yeah. All so, right. Well, all right. Lauren was right, which I get, means. I, I get one. <laughs> uh Okay, up next, we've got Personal Jesus. It's okay, Matt. This is the most new metal song on this record. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a cover. Exactly. I think we all know this song, right? Oh, uh, yeah. If not, check out Depeche Mode. <laughs> right. They're pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> they got, got some songs. Um, Violator might be a Stone Cold classic. Might be. Might, it, might, uh, it might have some of the best songs you ever hear in your life. It might just. It might just. It might just. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we're listening to Lollipop Lost Kill now, and we have to keep talking about it until it's done. That's right. Because that's uh, 
what the show is. That's our rules. Because that is what we have chosen to do. (laughs) So we will continue. Uh, This is fine. It's not terrible. It's not serviceable cover. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I think the Manson cover is better. Um, And obviously the original uh, is very good. Um, I did not listen to the Hillary Duff cover to see how it ranked up with that one. But, well, I mean, um, when the Duff gets it under hands. Hey, Hillary Duff, she's got at least one classic under her belt, and that's Come Clean. Classic track. Classic track. You do not need to play it, but yeah. just know it's a classic. <laughs> you know what? I will take your word, and I believe you. All right. Um, All right. Okay. Up next, we've got Can't Get Away. Is this a gothic butt dive? Yes. Yes. Oh, this is totally in the movie when they're in the bar in the goth club. (laughs) Hey. What? I'm working here, man. I just... My friend Sydney was here recently, but no one's seen her. Look, man, there I see a lot of people. Yeah, I got a picture? Yeah, here. This is her. Oh, she I've was seen that girl. Amulet. <laughs> I've seen that girl. She's being taken away by those Russians over there. Oh, no, not Russian vampires. And scene. Oh, man. That's a good uh, movie. Oh, yeah. Can't get away from Russian vampires. Mm-hmm. Um... So Matt cracked the code on those verses, um, which honestly gave me a um, not first album, but later albums disturbed vibe uh, with the attempt to be poetic. Gave yeah. Me, yeah. Um, what was your favorite line from that, Jenny? Oh, how could I choose just one? Uh, give me a second to bring it back up. Sure. Actually. <laughs> um, 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 um. I don't know. Lauren, tell us your favorite one. Um, Her lullaby, a wicked one. Fall asleep and die. When she opens up her door, you will go inside. I mean, what are we talking about here? What's this door? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I think what we, we know. talking about here. I yeah. think we know. I think we know. No virgins in this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. We know how uh, the lady parts work. We, that's right. Yeah. I got a storm door and a screen door. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Major and minor. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but I'm just gonna bury myself. I'll see you later. No, dig yourself out of the ground. There's still some songs to go. Um, but I did wrote this is a, f- a song about a femme fatale, and I wrote the words I never thought I'd write. Evie Petter has met his match. Oh, Evie! 
Congrats. Um, How respectful of our time is this record? Uh, This album comes in at 47 minutes and 51 seconds. Surprisingly, 13 tracks. The first one's just noise, basically. Mood setter. So 12 full songs. Yeah, well, sort of. The outro isn't really. Yeah, it's actually like 11. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but most of the song, I guess the songs do range in length, but we got, we got some good, like keeping it around three minutes situations. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last real song on the album is up next and it's called Kill Greedy. Thanks for coming out to see LLK tonight. Give it up for our opener's toilet. <laughs> yeah! I've got this evil feeling. <laughs> oh, my eyes are stuck in the back of my head. To build these devices that cause your agony. I know your body needs me. And I will be your king. Relatability is such an important part of a great artist. Making music that people can go, been there. Been there. So he made this song and for Jigsaw from the Saw movies. That is exactly what I wrote. He's like, I wrote this for one guy. He's not real. <laughs> and uh, nobody else. And I think it's going to connect. If this fictional character ever decides to buy my album. You literally wrote Jigsaw. I wrote in my notes. This sounds like it was written for Pinhead or Jigsaw. <laughs> I show over. Matt, wait, hold on. But I agree. Show's over. We're done. Last episode. Oh, but no. I mean. <laughs> How did we get that? I didn't. We, we heard a guy. He's like, I've got a bunch of instruments. I was like, yep. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny, though, I mean, if we're to believe that this album was left on doorstep in May or June of 2002. <laughs> Saw comes out fall of 2004. We any any Saw heads in the room? No. No. Okay. I, I, uh, true story. I'm somebody who'll watch just about anything gory. I watched Saw 1 through 3. And I finished 3 and I was like, I'm done. I'm fucking done with these movies. Like I was planning a marathon because they were all on like some streaming service. And I was like, no. You, this is disgusting. This is disgusting to me. Um, anyway, that's my commentary on the song movies. <laughs> this is disgusting to me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He just got a bunch of implements. And the audition is a movie I reference often. <laughs> yeah. What was yeah. What was that Saw-like movie that took place, but it was like in a club and then the club became like a murder place? I think that's The Collector. Yes. I went to see The Collector as a work Christmas party when I worked <laughs> at storage. My boss was like, what should we go see? And I was like, the collector. And he's like, okay, I want to see that. And so I sat in a movie theater with a bunch of like 
people that I worked with and we just watched The Collector. Yeah, isn't that like the whole house is booby trapped or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It was really like... Just... I think one of the first things that happened to somebody's head just got cut off. And it's like, I worked with like a lot of like, you know, like middle-aged Midwestern like women who would have like live, laugh, love on there. And they were like, oh my gosh. Okay. What is this movie? What is he collecting? Yeah. Yeah. So he did figure that out. And then at the end, my boss was like, well, Jen, you're never picking the movie we go see again. And I was like, why would you... Why? Uh, um, that one has actually shown up on a lot of like recommendation lists of like movies that I like. Like, Lauren, you haven't seen The Collector yet? And but I mean, I haven't watched it because it's been compared to Saw, and I really just did not like those Saw movies. So, um, back to Lollipop Lust Kill, really quick though. Kill Greedy. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've played a first person shooter, and you just you get a little kill greedy. Get a little kill greedy. They they start you you guys you're playing with. They're just like, hey. Nas 69. Get a little kill greedy over there. Hey, man, I got all these instruments of destruction. (laughs) Yeah, and your body craves them. Jenny, any other thoughts on kill greedy? Nope. Okay. All right, we got one track left. It's an outro. It's called No Answer. So I heard you say you love me. It pains me to say this. All right, this goes for like two minutes. We, we got it. All right, this was always the weird. This was the weird part of when I was raking leaves and this song came out. <laughs> I was like, "How long is this going for?" Oh, another oh, three wild. minutes. Oh, and then like it ends, and I was like, "Oh, that's the album." Ah, oh, I'm in a weird place right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, it does. It is very similar to a end of a tool record that has a secret hidden track. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's the album. That's Lollipop Lust Kill. Their song, their album, My So Called Knife, um, which, if you didn't know, is a play on wordplay on the show My So Called Life. Thank you, Wikipedia. What? Quick notes about the band, no longer together. It broke up in 2004. What happened was Dead Greg and D-Human left the band, citing personal reasons. Killer K would follow suit a few weeks later. They attempted to get some other people in. It just didn't work. And they had to have a final show, a farewell show. At that show, in a fitting final tribute, vocalist Evie Petter invited the audience onto the stage to participate in the traditional closing song, Balls Out, lollipop style. Right. In the mayhem that ensued, a portion of the stage collapsed, a fitting testament to the violent imagery forwarded by the band made manifest. I want to give a big thanks to the poet who wrote this Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I guess it's that part of the show. Get in talk. There we go. Jenny. We'll start with you. Um, I thought that this album wasn't bad. I mean, which would probably be shocking mm-hmm. based on all the things that I've said about the album the whole time. I think overall, it's certainly not like the worst album we've listened to. It sounded good. 
Um, I feel like even though this is one of those bands where even though they were all over the place in their songs, it it felt like it was genuinely who this band was. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it was well produced, but it's dumb. It's very dumb, yeah. and sometimes <laughs> I don't yeah. even want to say it was disturbing because it wasn't. It mm. was trying to be disturbing, yeah. but it just like I don't. There's just something about it that just it just didn't work. And above all, it's not new metal. Mm-hmm. So that's the main reason. That's the first. I have several reasons why not. But the first being that it's not new metal. Mm. Um, the most important being that it's not new metal. What yeah. did you think, Lauren? Um, bringing up that new metal thing, it's that's the most confusing thing. And also, I guess, comes down to how we define it on the show. Because the Wikipedia is adamant that these guys are new metal. The first line is they were a was an American new metal band. Their only genre tag is new metal. Like the push is that these guys are new metal, but not how we view it here on the old coach. But I wrote that this album is a trip. These guys can write a chorus, um, but it leans way hard on a goth industrial Manson side of things um, instead of new metal. Quite a few songs that I did enjoy. I did, I liked Sad Excuse for a Grip. I liked Black All Over. I liked Father. I liked Like a Disease. But, yeah, it is not new metal. And, yeah, near the end, it starts to target things that are not me. You know, it gets very niche. It's targeting things that are me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. To yeah. kill. To kill, yeah. And, yeah, so then it's like, yeah, if you're a serial killer or if you're one specific fake serial killer, this is who these songs are for. <laughs> Um, you know, one who really, you know, I mean, his whole thing, I want to teach a lesson. Oh, geez. You're going to get killed with homework, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just just put me on my misery jigsaw. Don't make me do like a fucking thesis on you, okay? <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Matt, what did you think? Um, I think I agree with everything that you've said for this one. You know, it's funny, like, while you were talking and I was kind of thinking about it. I was thinking about how difficult it is to make long-lasting, creepy music that holds up. You know, because it is something that can turn... Like, the Rob Zombie route is to embrace kitsch mm-hmm. and embrace, like, the, you know, gore-gore, you know, over-the-top kind of side of horror. Yeah. And then Manson kind of strandles that middle really well, where it's not... Super scary, but it's a scary enough experience for people who aren't into it that, like, it gives the people who are really into it enough, where at the same time it gives to people who have no experience it with with that type of thing a thrill. Right. You know, like, he he plays and straddles that line really well. Yeah. These guys didn't get there. I think you nailed it with the, who are these lyrics for? Right. Um. It really reminded me eventually of the other podcast I do, Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch Tales from the Dark Side, and now we're starting to watch Monsters, where it's just like, you know what it is, but you can't execute it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've got a lot of, like I said, these guys, I mean, I don't know who primary songwriter was. I don't know if it's Evie Petter or one of the other wonderfully named cast of characters, but, um, you know, we have people who can write a hook. I mean, the band is tight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Missed opportunity. Also, nailed down a release date. You know, just figure out. <laughs> just put it in writing. The Lollipop Guild, figure out your street team. 
I mean, think about it. You're out there. You're handing out flyers. Who are you with? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm part of Lollipop Guild. I'm repping for Lollipop Love Guild. When's the album drop? May. Do you think Tom Hazart would put up with that? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Tom, Tom did not work this album. No way. Yeah. Although I'm certain he'd be like, oh, yeah, pill, heavy batter, dead Greg, and all those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Babysat the kid on the cover of Lollipop Love Kill album. He was creepy as fuck, but you know, nice kid. That's fine. Uh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Lollipop Love Kill, not in the canon, um, but uh, I hope you guys are still doing all right. Keep on saying hello online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Hear every episode of Roach Coach at roachcoach.com. Coach with a K. And don't forget, we got a live show, baby. Live show. Live. We are. We're, we're live. We're live. Sorry, please go. January 20th, 2019. Go Comedy Improv Theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Noon. Part of Snow Day 2019. Um, it's all for charity. All proceeds go to charity. Um, we'll be talking about Taproot. And we'd love to see you there. So, make plans. Until next time. Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Once upon a time, you wouldn't let me be. So did they want a good news tell myself of me. I had no reason not to give myself to you. You were so good.